This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. I'm Liz Gill with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. Hello, Allison. Hello, Liz. Driving in today made me think, I think next week I do want to talk about driving in the rain. Okay. And how to uh, assess your tire viability. That's and we'll, we'll give tips one. on driving in the rain and checking your tires and all that stuff. I like that. That's a good That's a good one. It, it, a lot of wrecks happen. Right. <laughs> so but today topic. we're going to talk about something no one needed today, yeah. which is air yeah. conditioning. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's been hot enough to use your air conditioning, though. Uh, so, I've, And we're about to get some hot weather. I'm sure it's coming. So, uh, you know, if we would go ahead and talk about that, because I know people have. I'm always getting questions about air conditioning. So, well, we, it starts to get hot. We, we're going to do this in two parts. Right. I've got some air conditioning good uh, maintenance tips good practice tips and then you've got some suggestions on when it's broke is it broke what's broke how who fixes it and how we fix it right all right but first if you have any questions uh go ahead and get them in now we get busy on this show folks so don't just sit around and we'd love for you to call in our number is 1-877-672-7464 you can also send us an email at the address is auto at mpbonline.org now, the first two tips, uh, uh, starting with the basics, to lessen the AC's work, park in the shade. Yep. And that's also a, a very good uh, weight-watching exercise tip, because if the trees are farther away from the, the store or the shop or wherever you are, you get a little exercise walking yeah. in, and your car will stay cooler in the shade. Yeah, I like that. And probably using the sun visor the, or getting the, 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 the uh, what is it called? For yeah, your, car shades. For your inside of your yeah. car. I know that's a big thing, and it preserves your car's dash and stuff like right. that. That can get wore out from it. We so, had, uh, yeah, my my. My husband's sister's car, we didn't drive in 1980, but 1980 was one of the hottest years on record, and his sister's dash- dashboard cracked yep. from yep. the sun, yep. all that sun. Yeah. A second uh, basic is to pump the hot air out. Your first step to cool off the interior of your car are getting the super hot air inside of the vehicle out before you get into the car roll down the rear windows and open and close the door several times to force out some of the hot air yeah which i've always done that i'm right. surprised they have to tell people to do that when it's hot in there i've got the windows down for the first two three minutes of driving right. blow it out it's so nice well and yeah. that's what i get found so out. fantastic i got a new honda civic and the key fob it's a secret uh, yeah uh, I, I had to look at one of the driver forums okay. and but, well our dealer person did show me but it wasn't in the manual but really? it was on the the driver okay. forums you push it twice and that automatically lowers all of the windows in the car i love that i love that to get all the hot air out nice. okay a couple more more. Um, the air conditioner works much better while you're driving because the compressor runs faster with the rotation of the engine. So 
unlike warming up your car, if you want to get it warming up your car, up. turn on but, the air condition. Yeah. Don't you turn on the air conditioning when you start driving? Yeah. All right. And another thing is they suggest, this is from an amalgamation of a couple of different articles, set the AC at the lowest temperature so that it draws air from the outside and cools it down. If you turn it to max, that will force the machine to take air from the passenger cabin, which is hotter than on the outside air. Yep. So don't put it on recirculate yet. Have it low so that it draws the outside air. Okay. Now, this one, I kind of couldn't quite up figure this one out, so maybe okay. you can help me on this one. Well, uh, you've noticed when you, and this one's about the cars that turn off when you pull up to red lights. Yeah, if you've got a stop. newer car that has an auto start stop system, turn it off. Well, I think that may, is that the auto temperature? If you like some cars, you can set a temperature for your car. No. Oh, this is talking about. So you on these features on these cars, it's saving gas. So you pull up to a red light and it turns your engine off. Oh. So it turns your AC compressor off. So what you want to do when it's really, really hot outside and uh-huh. you're having a hard time cooling, your engine's turning off as you stop right. at red lights or right. slow down, then you want to turn that feature off. So apparently they have a button on your dash where you can okay. turn off the feature and it keeps your engine running. Oh, see, I don't have a fancy enough car for that. Anyway, this feature saves fuel but can also keep the car air conditioning compressor from running when it shuts the engine off in very hot weather you can begin to notice the lack of cool air very quickly especially if you're stuck at a lengthy spotlight or in stop and go traffic that's Mm -hmm. barely moving okay i don't have a fancy enough car for this one Uh, but uh, we're talking about air conditioning today right now we're giving some tips we'll also give some maintenance tips but if you have any kind of question about car repair we'd love for you to call in our number is one eight seven 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 six seven two seven four six four. That's MP one eight seven seven MPB ring, and our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. We've got uh, a couple more, uh, three more tips. Don't recirculate. If you have passengers in the back seat, turn off the recirculation mode. This takes air from the front of the cabin and pulls it back through the system. So even though everyone up front stays cool, the air in the back can get stale and hot. That's probably really good for people who have babies in the back seat oh, right. or toddlers because they right. can't speak up. About Especially and if there's heat. a third row seat. Yeah. Uh, we always, we have a third row seat in the back of our van yeah. and there's always some kind of fight about the person in the back of the van wants it on cool and the other one wants it on hot. There's all kinds of going on about that. Uh, Number seven, turn off the AC in the proper order. Now, this is what my mama preaches. When you reach your destination, don't just turn off the engine because you'll create a bit of a shock to the AC unit. First, turn off the AC while the engine is running. You can start doing this even before reaching your destination. The car interior should be pretty cool now so you won't break a sweat. After turning off the AC, keep the fan working at medium to high speed. And this is because... So just hit the AC button, right. basically. Yes. And so everyone has an AC right. button on or there. Or a snowflake that button. Me. Or a snowflake, yep. Yeah. I know it's snowflake on BMWs, but yeah, so just hit that. The puddle of water that forms underneath your car in your carport or your driveway after using the AC comes from the evaporator. The unit is almost... 
ice cold when hot air passes near, so it condensation occurs on its fins, forming water droplets. The fan working while the AC is stopped will dry out the evaporator in its surroundings. This means moss and other bacteria won't thrive there, and you'll be spared from foul smells and possible respiratory system diseases. Yeah, which is hard to get out of your car. Right. Okay. Once it's there. And last one, change the dirty filter. Using the car AC in hot weather most efficiently does not only need tuning up the system, but also checking on a few components. You won't get optimal airflow if the cabin's air filter is dirty. Yes. So if anyone on their AC, if it's starting to just not blow efficiently, something seem, it seems weaker, that's the first thing you want to check is the cabin air filter for everyone out there before you want to recharge or look at anything inside your AC system. The cabin filter is behind your glove box. Anyone can get to it and change it. It's really simple and quick. And I, I, every single car, I check the cabin filter on every single one of them slammed full of leaves and dust all that stuff is kept out of your system and and, it, and that's the airflow goes straight through there and that helps keep moisture out of your system too so it's it's really good all right let's take our call from casey in hattiesburg casey we're so glad you're joining us on autocorrect you're on the air go ahead please hi um okay so i have a weird thing about my air conditioner so um in my 2004 camry um, my 2004 AC, or 2014? 2004. Okay. Gold. Um, so the AC doesn't even turn on. The buttons don't work if the locks work. And I, I don't know what makes it happen, but then if I start up my car later and the locks don't work, like if I hit the like lock and it unlocks all the doors, the AC won't work. And if I hit the locks and it doesn't work, then the AC works, and I can turn it on. It doesn't even blow when the locks do work. I'm stumped. Okay. Um, geez, I have no idea what could be going with that. I'd have to sit I there and brainstorm like on that for sort of wiring or electrical issue. It does sound like one. <laughs> like, yeah. really, really does. But what I... Uh, I wonder if they're running on something on the same circuit of some sort, but I can't imagine what. I honestly don't know because I, I never really... I can't think of anything that lines up your door locking system with your AC system on the car. So that's not, doesn't make a lick of sense at all, really. I have to wonder if a wire's gotten crossed somewhere, like maybe a chipmunk or something is eaten into the wire and it's making them rub together. And Mm -hmm. so it's setting off the system in a weird way. If the wire's crossed somewhere, something like that. Have you ever had a problem with chipmunks or squirrels or anything like that? No. Okay. I, 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 I really, I have no idea. I have so no idea on that. What I would do... Happening? What's that? Maybe it's a coincidence. <laughs> I have no idea. I mean... Uh, Casey, I how know. about we do this? Why don't you send us an email? Our address is auto at mpbonline.org. This will give Allison a little bit of time to think on the, the subject or at least suggest uh, what type of technician you might send, take your car to uh, to have what tested. Can you, can you yeah. send us an email, yeah, Casey? Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. and I would think a really good independent mechanic might
might configure that problem out, one that has electrical and AC knowledge and, and can work with the computer, because I, I don't know if it might be computer related. But yeah, so okay. we'll, we'll try to help you out with that. I'm not sure I can. Thank uh, you. All right. Thank You're you, welcome. Casey. We're going to continue our discussion of air conditioning when we come back from our break. If you have a different problem with your vehicle, we're going to take that also. I say we. It's the royal we. Allison will take that problem. Call us at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 You can also send us an email. Our address is auto at mpbonline.org. Is your car under recall? We'll have a list of ones that are when we come back. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. to autocorrect on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to AutoCorrect with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. I'm Liz Gill. Hey, if you can't listen to our show all the way through live, please find our podcast. I like to listen to podcasts when I'm driving to see my mama, and that's what I'm going to be doing this weekend. Um, Here are the recalls for the week. Just one, it's the 2013 Hyundai Velocitor. But, and this is very important, folks, there has been another death linked to the faulty Takata airbag inflators. There are millions of cars under this recall, so be sure to check to see if your car is included. You can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration website, nhtsa.gov slash recall and putting in your VIN number. Allison, where can folks find their VIN number? It's on the dash. Uh, so on your windshield, you look outside your car, look on your dash in front of the driver, in front of the steering wheel, and you can see it there. Uh-huh. And when you open the door, there's a VIN number little tag that has your car information, your weight on your car and all that. So that's... That's your location. And if you keep your insurance card yeah. in your glove box, which everyone is supposed to do, insurance it card. should have your VIN number on that or also. Or you buy your tag, the receipt for that. I like to keep those around. Right. And Amazing. also, if you have a Honda, remember, we if you listened to the show a few weeks ago, those Honda cars that had the Takata airbags replaced, the replacements are being recalled. So please check to see if you have a bad airbag. We're taking your vehicle repair questions. Our number is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Our email is auto at mpbonline.org. Tim from Loosedale, we're so glad that you've called in to autocorrect. You're on the air. Please go ahead. Yes, I had a, first of all, thanks for taking my call. You're very welcome. Last summer, I had a, I got, I got a one-ton van, passenger van, with a evaporator in the back for the AC. Yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. a, 
I got a pinhole in one of the lines, and I took it to a shop, and they never gave me a price. Apparently, it's going to be pretty expensive. So I ended up putting some Freon in that has that leak, uh, the plugs-up leak. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's been working fine, but uh, I had somebody tell me it could possibly cause problems in the future. Yeah. What would be your what, 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 what might I be looking at? What kind of problems? Um, you're just talking about a simple... Well, I say simple. If it say if it gets a clog in your condenser, and you have to replace the condenser, say it clogs your evaporator core, which is in your dash, uh, the one that's in the front of the car, uh, and because it circulates all the way through the back, and you're then that would be hard to replace. Uh, so that's what you're talking about. But look, if you hadn't had a problem with it, it may be the kind of stop leak that's not as problematic. There's one that's uh, it's more of a conditioner, and that's in your higher end um, recharge and in, in higher end AC repair. And then you have the cheaper kind uses like a gel, and that's more problematic or more likely to cause a uh, a, a plug plug up situation. So, so you're probably okay if your system is still going fine, and you're uh, and, and everything's working fine. You're you're probably okay. All right, good. I got one more question. I had some aluminum wheels put on this. I probably got six thousand miles on it, seven thousand miles since I put the wheels on, and I had to get those shouldered nuts to, to, for for the wheels. And a couple of weeks ago, my right rear wheel, all eight lugs broke off at the same time, sheared right off. And everybody's scratching their head about what could possibly have happened. I took it back to the shop and put it on, and and uh, I, nobody knows. I'm thinking maybe they were uh, over-tightened. I don't know. wonder if you had any comment on that. Okay. Wow. What a what a scary situation. This that might. Uh, I would say over tighten probably could have done that. Um, it stretches out the bolt. It it just it's just not a good situation. It can throw your um, wheel off your you like your bearing your wheel balance. Um, that's that's crazy. So that that may have been what happened. I mean, but they severely over tightened it. If they did, they just chugged down on it. But all eight coming off of that, I've just never heard of such. So, and, and I'm not a tire specialist. I'll be honest about that. I'm not. I I refuse to learn too much about tires because I didn't want to end up in a tire shop because I'm too small to lift tires all day. So <laughs> people are constantly asking me if I want to work at tire shops when I first started. I'm like, no, no, I do not. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> Um, so I, I, I really don't know. But if everyone else scratched their head on it, you know it's a very rare, weird situation then. So I have, yeah. I have no idea. But that, that goes to show for anyone. I mean, across the board, you don't want your tire shop to hammer down with the impact wrench, in, impact air guns. And they do. They do all the time. Yeah. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, Tim. Yeah, I've heard uh, people complain when they go to try to change their tire. They can't change their tire literally because can't they can't off. get it off. I mean, I've I've actually seen people like jumping on the yeah. lug wrench trying to get it. I remember getting stuck in the middle of nowhere with my mom and my brother and sister. We're in the middle of nowhere. We could not get the tire off. 
and uh, finally an, an, a big older man came and had to jump on it and, yeah. and get it off. We were literally in the middle of nowhere. All right. Awful. We're taking your vehicle repair questions. We're talking about air conditioning or whatever you'd like to talk about. Our number is one eight seven seven. MPB ring. That's 1-877-672-7464. The email address is auto at mpbonline.org. Let's go to Gary in Olive Branch. Gary, we're so glad that you've called in today. You're on the air. Go ahead. Well, good morning. Uh, a tip on those lug nuts and tire shops. Ah, oh, yes. Uh, I don't let them do my tires unless they have a torque wrench. Yeah. Well, the torque wrench <laughs> is one thing, too. And then you can actually put a torque uh, stick. It's called a torque stick, and they come in 90, Correct. 100 foot-pounds, 120 <laughs> foot-pounds. And if they put that on the end of their impact wrench, it will not torque past that. Correct. And so, uh, okay. so yeah, a torque wrench or the torque stick set, uh, which uh-huh. is really important. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, my, my question is kind of specific. A 96 Ford Windstar van with the 3.8 liter automatic in it. Do you know the location, the physical location of the speedometer speed control sensor that goes in the transmission? No, not not on that car. It it may be in the transmission. It might be on the um, on well, got, like the axle. Uh, they the gave me two or three different locations, and I just I was wondering. So, uh, but I will find it. But. <laughs> Anyway, have you Googled it? I would Google it Uh, and find out, or uh, you you should be able to. They gave me two or three different. You still couldn't. You still couldn't figure out where it was. If you won't email me, and I'll research it and see if I can find out where it's located. I just put it up on jack stand to get on there. I tell you what might help is getting a a Chilton manual or Haynes manual for that vehicle. Correct. And you might be able to find out where it's located then. Okay. Well, Maybe. thank you very much, and I, I love your program. Y'all oh, have a thank blessed you. day. Thank you. You do the same. Thanks, Gary. Right, we bye-bye. appreciate you calling in today. If you have a question like uh, Gary, Tim, and Casey have this morning, we would love for you to call in. Our number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's one 672 7464 Our email is auto at org. Allison, we went through some of the tips this morning morning on a good maintenance and preventive for taking care of your air conditioning but then when you get to the point what do you get to the point when your air is blowing hot but it's not supposed to be you've got the ac the snowflakes on and but the air is blowing hot what's the first thing you do well the the one thing to keep in mind about the ac systems is it's a closed system so if you check your pressures on there and they're low and then you know you've got a leak in the system there's nothing else that could happen it doesn't just magically disappear uh the freon in there the the other thing is is it could be clogged like the gentleman was talking about before with the using the stop leak in there can clog the clog the system up the debris in there it actually gets really dirty inside the ac system as the freon circulating and little particles come off the inside and the o-rings break down and uh so you could have a clog up in there but if it's blowing hot you've got a ac systems are actually pretty complex they're one of the most complex systems on a car so uh it can be a little bit tricky to diagnose and one thing with the lady that called earlier where she has her ac's not turning on when her doors are locking 
Well, I just I tried to do some quick research on it, but it reminded me of when you you have codes that are for your AC system in your car, and it can set off a code saying there's a problem with this, that, and the other with the AC system, and that will not set off a check engine light, and you cannot go to an auto parts store and get those codes read. You have to go to a shop for that where they have the computers that can read your higher end codes. AC codes start with a U, so where you have your your regular check engine light codes are PO three o one or whatnot. This would be a U O whatever whatever. Um, so there's codes for other things in your car besides just the engine. There's codes for the radio. There's there's codes for the heater actuator doors and that sort of thing. So you actually have multiple problems that can go on. But what I did post on my all my social media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter the recharge thing that you want to use, and it's got the one that has the pressure gauge on it, and that's reusable. If you think that it's just a situation where you can recharge it, you've got a minor leak. All of them pretty much had the stop leak in there. If you've only had to recharge it once a once a year, then you have a small leak. It, it, it's it's cheaper to just go ahead and 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 put in the charger and do that. Then uh, you can do that. But now, and I posted a video too of how to do it from a guy named Chris Fix that posts on YouTube. He's well known in the automotive community, and he has a really easy video to follow on how to do that. With that being said, if you're having to constantly recharge it, it's not staying charged. It's obviously losing freon quickly. Then you you have a more serious repair one thing you can do is put the stop leak stuff in there not i'm sorry not stop leak but the dye it has a uv dye and you can use a uv light to go around your system and see where it's leaking out and you might can fix that yourself some of it is just an o-ring in a connection and that's really simple but if it's something more serious like it's leaking out your compressor or it's leaking on the condenser or the evaporator core you've got a, a much more serious repair ac systems are not simple and as soon as you open them up they have to be vacuumed out before you can put Freon back in there and that has to be done with the vacuum that that suctions out the system to get all the moisture out or it's just going to tear right back up and this thousand dollar compressor is going to get ate up so you so it gets a little more complicated when you get into a situation where you have a leak that's that's a big leak so that's about as much information I can give you on that so it's a driver who like me who would never in a million years think about putting in a can of recharge uh if if all i know is the air conditioner isn't blowing cool it's blowing hot i might not know anything but if you take it to a technician who has a special code reader they'll be able to see oh it's doing code blah 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 yeah. blah well okay. it won't tell you there's a leak that that okay. it won't set a code for a leak it'll set a code for say the door won't open up to get, let the air cold cold air come in it'll say there's electrical problem the compressor we're getting the wrong pressures or or something like that so it won't particularly tell you have a leak but it can tell you about other problems of your of your car one thing there so a lot of people don't know this but there are ac specialist shops they usually specialize in a couple things but acs is one of them and you'll see the sign outside it'll say ac specialists outside or ac and heater repair those guys specialize in fixing the systems Uh, i'd like to think a lot of them are staying up to date with technology as it changes i I hope they are um but so that's that's something you can do is take your car to ac specialist i had someone on here we recommended that too and she ended up seeing sending an email back saying she took her car to an ac specialist and got it fixed properly and she was really happy with the experience so if you have any question about it like you might not want to go to 
to a dealership with it and, or just any small shop. You want to shop that, that has all the equipment for AC repair. All right. Let's take one fo- call before we go to our break. Uh, Jim in Memphis, we're so glad that you've called in today. You're on AutoCorrect. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I would like to make a comment on that leak, uh, leak deal stuff. Yes, go all ahead. Right. I'm an air conditioning cat. I don't work on cars. I work on health air conditioning. Gotcha. Yeah, very Uh, similar. uh, Yeah, the the new uh, leak leak seal stuff that they have, it only gels when exposed to air. So it's supposed to not clog up your cat tubes or anything like that. Only only the leak itself when it seeps the air. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you. That's a good tip. It's a good thing to know. So the stop leak, you you recommend that for any system, any type. I don't know if it's the same thing, but, you know, when I go out and buy the $70 stop leak stuff, it comes with the fitting that fits on the uh, residential air conditioner. You know, the quarter inch, it doesn't have a... you can get an adapter probably to put that into a car. Uh, I'd say you might as well just get the one for the car. I mean, it's really not expensive. Not, not compared to fixing all that. I, mean, I, would, I would think it'd be the same. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if it is or not, but yeah. I, I don't know either. I'm just, I'm just uh, you know, you said that a while ago, and, you know, that's, old-fashioned technology as far as my business is concerned. Thank you. So you feel like all the products out there these days have gotten past that, the problems with the gel in the past. So, so that's I believe good. so. They, that's they good. good. Things I mean, advance why constantly. Would you, why would you use the old-fashioned stuff if there's newer stuff available? Oh, I, I agree. And I like the advancements in technology like that. There's there's so many. It's ridiculous. I love it. Yeah, it's hard to keep up with everything. Oh, it's impossible. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks, Jim. All right. We're talking about air conditioning and taking your car repair questions after the break. Our number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can also send us an email to auto at mpbonline.org. What's an unreliable car not to buy? We'll get to that after the break. And you're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Get your MPB car tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org slash car tag. We'll see you on the road. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or email auto at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, where Mississippi is our mission.
Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, is our expert. I'm Liz Gill. I hope you've downloaded our app. Well, it's not my app. It's not It's not Allison's app, but it's MPB's app. It's the MPB Public Media app. Consumer Reports has a list of 2008. No, I'm sorry. Let's start over. Consumer Reports has a list of 108 2007 to 2016 models that have a record of much worse than overall average reliability based on subscriber responses to their annual auto survey. So this doesn't have one thing that we can point to, but maybe in future broadcasts we'll research it a little bit more. Today we're going to caution you about the Mercedes-Benz GL class model years 2012, 13, and 15. So they didn't get complaints about 14. Please consider reading up on reliability of this car before purchasing it as a used car, suggests Consumer Reports. Carcomplaints.com is another resource for unreliable car lists. If you're interested in reviews of new cars, Casey Williams is the automotive correspondent for WFYI, a public radio station in Indianapolis. He's reviewed cars and covered the auto industry for 25 years. And his review this week is for the 2019 Ford F-150 Limited and the 2019 Corvette Grand Sport, which will be the pace car used at the Indianapolis 500. All right. We're talking about air conditioners or whatever you'd like to ask a question about. Let's go to Alan. And thanks for listening to AutoCorrect. Alan, you're on the air. Go ahead. Yes, ma'am. I have a question about a 2017 BMW. Um, Getting the oil change. Um, How big of an issue is it uh, if you didn't go to the dealer to get it changed? If you went somewhere else, it shouldn't be a big deal. This, I'll tell you a tip on that, Alan. On this is something that I recommend to everyone, and I'd, I'd like everyone to pay attention when I say this. For something as simple as an oil change on your car, is the best time to get a relationship with a small shop, or an independent shop, or a medium-sized shop, not a dealership. But to, to establish that relationship, and this would be a good time for you to do that, Alan. On the BMWs, it's a little bit weird because they don't have a old dipstick anymore on those. And I, I don't know how many cars they're doing on them, but I've seen multiple BMWs, even older ones that didn't have an old dipstick that you could check. It actually checks it digitally, and it lets you know on the the dash what the oil level is which is interesting but they'll know how to deal with that a a small shop will because they'll have the access to any all data information they need to look that up i I don't i don't know if all oil chains places have access to all data i'm going to assume that a lot of them do not um but your better medium-sized shop will i really don't ever recommend anyone go to a quick oil change place uh the thought of quick and mechanical work to me doesn't fit together you're asking for trouble but but like i said to everyone i recommend take your car when it's something simple to an independent shop and establish that relationship they'll be more than happy to do that do something simple like that for you looking for your future uh repair needs and that sort of thing so so that's what that what i recommend and if you need a recommendation on a shop at least in my area you can email us and i can i can give you recommendations but that's that's what i mean and they shouldn't have a problem with that a good reputable shop 
shop should not have a problem doing the oil change on your BMW. Okay, okay. I, I had chicken with someone. I just was checking because it just the dealership is just so far up there with the price. I was just trying to. I don't want to mess the car up, but I, you yeah. know, that price is just way well, up there. A, it's ridiculous for me. Yes. You know? <laughs> well, you've got well on your car with the synthetic oil, and the, most cars are synthetic these days. You were you're not changing your oil half half as as often as you were before. It, it goes double right. the time. So your costs are actually lower. It's also less wear and tear on the engine. The engines are made better to deal with it. So overall, the cost is a lot lower than it used to be um, overall. But so your, say your synthetic oil change is like $100, but that's that you go twice as long on the mileage with that. And you know that, and that's probably what you're talking about, that, that cost for the synthetic oil. That's another thing. A lot of small Shops, I don't really trust that they put the right oil in there all the time. I'd rather go to where I can talk to the mechanic myself personally. I like the independent right. shops where the mechanic owns the shop or they're, they're, you can talk to them and they're close by, or at least where the people who own it have been a mechanic themselves. So that's that's what I recommend, if you can find that. Uh, yeah, yes, ma'am. I think I have. I have a place where I usually take my vehicle. Where do you go to? Or where, where are you located uh, at? Actually, in... Actually, in Winona, yeah, at uh, BNS, at uh, BNS. Okay, good, good, good deal. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. They usually do. It sounds a good. lot of work to my work vehicle. Right. And my okay. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Well, they, they may be able to handle that. And you might want to talk to them first. Are you comfortable with handling this? I don't have any problem with asking questions when you go to a shop. Have you done this before on a car? Are you comfortable with Do you have uh, the diagnostic tools for that? Do you use a, it, one of the high-end computers to read codes and read the engine systems and everything on the car? Do you use the software that is in all shops? There's, there's all data and there's Mitchell, and that's the only two that that are in all shops. Most people use all data because it's cheaper and, uh, and, and have that in their shop where they use it regularly. And they, they should have a, a, they should know what you're talking about. All right. Thanks, Alan. We appreciate you calling in today. Let's go to Helen in Leland. Helen, we're so glad you called into AutoCorrect. You're on the air. Go ahead. Yes, I have a car that's a 2006 Mercury Grand Marquis. And it has a problem, a glitch, in, I guess, in the system where it, the car will chime five times while you're driving, and it goes through two cycles usually, and then it just you don't hear it again for maybe two or three days, or maybe the whole time you're driving, it come, won't do it again. But also, oh my God, that would drive me crazy. I've learned to tune it out. It doesn't bother me because I've worked, you know, around a lot of noise sometimes, but. The okay. passenger seatbelt light stays lit on the dash. Okay. Now, before I bought the car, the person that had it had it checked, and they replaced the seatbelt, I mean, the pass, um, airbag on the passenger side. The company that was servicing the car assured the, my former owner that it was safe to drive. Everything checked out fine. So I've just learned, we thought, since the car had been idle in a carport for several years, that driving it might have that light go off and then chimes would go away. 
but neither one has happened. So I got a pretty think- good idea what it is because uh, with you saying that the with the a- the seatbelt lights on, there's a sensor in that seat that reads weight, and it keeps yes. thinking there's weights on, and it's telling you ding 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 ding. Uh-huh. You need to put the seatbelt on for whoever's uh-huh. in this front seat. That's where you want to look at. Okay. That's what you All want right. to check out. I, they replaced the airbag and they didn't need to. They kind of they kind of didn't do yeah. the right thing there. That would okay. have been the the right thing is to to uh, check out the weight sensor in your car with with the okay. seatbelt light on. That's what it's saying. I need a person. There's a it thinks it's a person sitting there and they're not putting their seatbelt on. Right. That's what I've noticed. A lot of times I don't ever hear it when I'm the only one driving in the car. But if I have a passenger, then that starts chiming. So that might be the real Something okay. in that system so is that acting up, then, is my guess. That's my guess on it, because there's a few things that make the chimes come off. And so I'm glad you said that, because that kind of points in that direction, because it, otherwise it could be uh, maybe a, mo- a few different things. Okay. I had read in the manual that your security system has a chime system, and a one chime means a certain thing, and then five means something else. And I thought, well, maybe it's something to do with the... Because I don't no longer have the original keyless entry to that car, I have okay. to unlock and lock the door, you know, you know, manually, <clears throat> and unlock it with the key. So I thought it was something to do with the door. It, see, that's sometimes- the thing. It could it could be something else like that, like door chime, or yeah. it thinks the lights are on and you've opened the door. So kind of like multiple things in that way. So it's yeah. different things to set the lights off. You're looking in the right direction with knowing what, what sets that chime off, though. Yeah, okay. The different systems uh-huh. that do. Like your like your door lock or where you're having to use the key and, the, and it's chiming. It, it could possibly be something linked in with that with your security system that's kind of pointing in that direction too so you have a couple of of things to look at and is it true that you cannot get once you've lost the original keyless entry panel you know key thing key the key fob yeah that you cannot replace that not easily Uh, so the auto company has told me that they cannot find a new one. So just oh, they, and they couldn't get a new one for you. For a car that old, that may very well be. You might okay. mm, you might have to get an aftermarket system for that, which is, okay. I'd want someone really good to install that. Yeah. Because okay. I hear too That's often what, about people installing that kind of thing wrong. Okay. To be honest. All right. Well, thank you for your help. You're very okay. welcome. Okay. Thanks, Helen. We appreciate you calling in. We need to take a quick break. We're talking about your car's AC unit, but we're also taking your repair questions. So hang on, Max and Diane. You can always send us an email. Our address is auto at mpbonline.org. What's new in the news? Hang on a minute and we'll tell you. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio.
listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Your old car is kind of like that hairstyle you had in high school. Really cool back in the day. But that old car is still cool when you donate it to MPB Think Radio. Go to mpbonline.org for details. Then sit back and enjoy the ride. Now that's cool. All right, welcome back to AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our program, you can listen to the whole show at mpbonline.org slash autocorrect. Here's what's new in the news. The 2020 Toyota Corollas have made its official debut at Toyota Mississippi, an all-new, redesigned 12th generation version debuted March 18th. In anticipation of the new model being built, Toyota hired another 400 team members and invested another 150, no, $170 million in the Blue Springs plant. Holy moly. I'm Liz Gill, and I'm here with uh, the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified mechanic. We've got a couple of calls, a couple of emails. We'll, we'll see what we can get through. Diane, we're so glad that you've called in to autocorrect. You're on the air. Go ahead. Uh, this is Diane. That's yes, right, Diane. On, yes. When I turn on my AC, uh, I smell a gaseous smell. Sometimes when I turn on my heater, I does, but it has to be the uh, the vent that I turn on. I mean, it's really strong when I turn the AC on. I know and exactly I what's happening, Diane. Oh, okay. You've, you. you've got an exhaust leak. An exhaust leak. Okay. So the exhaust is, it, the air, It's as it's blowing through up under your engine, that air is going uh-huh. right into your your vents for your ac so it's it's your heat and your air are going to smell like that what you do about an exhaust leak is you you take it to an exhaust shop and uh and i have some local if you want to email me or i have uh, one specific that i really love in jackson area but anyway the um you'd want to go to an exhaust shop and they'll be able to to find that leak it could be that it just needs tightened it could need a gasket it could need a whole little pipe section, or just it could just need a quick weld on a spot. So maybe generally exhausts are, are generally an easy fix when you have a problem. But that's what's happening. And on you the coast, there's probably a number of places. Yep. Alrighty. righty. Thank you on, very much. On the coast, I yeah. need a, yeah. I need a, Thanks, Diane. We appreciate you calling in. Let's go to Max. Uh, you're on autocorrect. Thanks for calling in. You're on the air. Go ahead. Yes, uh, good morning. Um, I have a uh, 1997 uh, Dodge Diesel automatic transmission. Um, I don't drive it, uh, but about every other week or so. And when I start it up, um, uh, it takes about three minutes for the fluid, apparently, to get up to where it'll engage and drive. But when I check uh, the... um, the dipstick, it appears that the fluid is high. I, I don't know if you could give me any pointers on what to do or uh, what I should do. Oh, good question. I would want to, what I would do if it were me, I, I'd tell you, is I would do a, a drain and fill and get your level correct. Learn how to make sure your level is correct. Usually it's after you've driven your car, everything's warmed up, and while your car is still on, then uh-huh. you check the level, and are you have you done that? 
I, I have. And, and so and the level is high, too high on there? It high, you know. Then, you, really then overfilling a transmission is a problem. It will make it act up. So you, you might just want to get your level correct, which would mean draining out some of it and checking it. But this this uh, just a tip about a drain and fill. Then this is what should have been done when whoever messed with the level on it is uh, you use a bucket that has measurements on the side to let you know how much comes out, and then it gives you an idea of how much to put in. But since you're just over full, you're not going to get an accurate read on that. You're going to have to to look up and see. One thing you can do, you can call Dodge or uh, O'Reilly's or somewhere like that might have the exact amount that you would use for a drain and fill in yours, and then and do a service on on it and get your level right. Something's wrong with your pressures, though. Something is causing a problem with that. I don't know if the oil's gotten old and it's not working the way it should or it's just it's gotten clogged up in there, uh, which it'll do. It. Debris over time will make it where it can't push the pressures it needs to do to change mm-hmm. to, to hold pressure and, and work the clutches in the automatic transmission. So um, that's what I would do if I were you was a drain and fill and get that level correct and then go from there. You can change the uh, filter, too. It's a, a good one. A cost estimate would it take uh, from uh, a shop, uh, you know? A drain and fill at a shop, and that's not replacing the filters, about 140 To replace the filter, too, maybe 200 240 That's just a, an idea. So it's really not expensive, and it's a service that you're, you need regularly on your vehicle anyway. It, it would recommend changing filter, then, if you're going to do this. I recommend changing the filter if it's never been replaced. Well, I've, I've had it replaced, uh, the transmission, uh, probably five years ago, I guess, you know. That's about 50,000 miles at least. So yeah. when did you have it rebuilt or you had the whole, you just had it, the fluid replaced? Uh, no, it was uh, a, a rebuilt, yeah. Rebuilt. What yeah. I recommend when someone has their transmission rebuilt or they have a brand new car the break-in period's about 30,000 miles. You want to go ahead and do a drain and fill and a filter replacement at that point because all those break-in pieces from the gears and all that stuff gets clogged up in there. And then after you do that initial drain and fill at about 30,000 miles, you want to do a drain and fill every 50,000, and you don't have to replace your filter anymore, generally oh. speaking, after that, if that makes sense. So you've got a lot of debris on yeah. that first 30,000 miles on that break-in period. Uh, and you want to change the filter then. So since your rebuild, if the filter hasn't been changed, then go ahead and do a, a filter. You're going to drop the pan, replace the filter, and replace the fluid. All righty. Thanks, Max, for calling in. We appreciate uh, you being part of our show today. Remember, uh, listeners, you can call in every day uh, that we are on on Thursdays at 10 a.m., but you can send an email, auto at mpbonline.org. That's wrapping us up for today's AutoCorrect. Our call screener today was Jay White, and our board engineer was Michelle McAdoo. So for Allison Walker, please find her on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's a fantastic way to contact her. She's the Lady Auto Mechanic. I am Liz Gill. Up next is our Thursday Southern Remedy Show Kids and Teens with Dr. Morgan McLeod. Remember, next Thursday, rain. We're going to talk about driving in the rain. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio.
The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.